Breaking news from SMR 181. TMC, that Strip Movie Corporation's main facility, has just exploded. Currently, there is no explanation as to why this occurred, but a mysterious crystalline figure was seen fleeing the premises. As more news becomes available, we here at SMR181 will keep you informed on the latest in this bizarre event. Before we discuss our speculations on the reason and the cause, let us warn you that this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, sexy ladies, crystal beings with killer skytans, treasure map tattoos, advanced space piano computers, suave debonair anti-heroes with a killer attitude, and the psycho gun. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast, and listener discretion is advised. New another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcast spending reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode on this lovely podcast, and it's now... Before I go any further, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com. I'm at zansparkin.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Tumblr, and several other websites where you can check out on the show notes. But enough about that. Hope you guys are doing pretty good. Things have been okay here in New York with all the craziness going on with the weather and all the other random shit. And for the most part, we here at Spark have been pretty busy getting ready for all the different conventions that we're going to be doing panels at and attending. So it's been a little hectic. Lethal and Ray's are busy with work and school and getting sick, so that's what they're up to. And as for me, well, besides the fact that I'm going to be going to a movie premiere soon, not much. You're probably wondering, wait, Zane, you're going to the movie premiere? What do you mean? Well, I haven't talked about it on the movie review, but we've been invited to a very special, very fun screening of a movie starring John Cusack and Elijah Wood called Grand Piano. It actually came out South by Southwest last September, but we're getting it officially in regular release soon, so it's going to be kind of cool to actually see this film. Hope it's as good as I'm hoping, but again, I'm not going to raise my hopes up too high, because if it's terrible and I have high expectations, it's going to just make me feel like shit, and if I have low expectations and it's a great movie, well, hey, I won. You know what I mean? But, again, I digress, especially with what's going on today, because we are talking about something infinitely awesome, infinitely amazing, because, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast, or have gone through the archives, we've talked about a lot of different mangas that are manly mangas. I mean, these are the men 
who kick the shit out of other people, who make men feel like men. You know, dad fiction. It's that thing which makes anybody want to be more than what they are. It's the ultimate wish fulfillment of being that guy because that guy kicks fucking ass. I mean, we've talked about Gogo 13. We've talked about Lupin the Third. We've talked about Crying Freeman, Kenshiro. We've talked about three of the different JoJo's. We're going to get to the rest soon. Don't worry. We've talked about that great and all power Ricky O with the fucking jetpacks and elephants, mind you. But we got something a little bit different here. This is one of the older ones. Not as old as Gogo 13 or Lupin the Third, but he's pretty old. Coming out in 1978 and written by Buichi Terasawa, the guy who made Goku Midnight Eye, which is a very bastardized version of Journey to the West, but still pretty freaking badass because you got a midget who rides a Harley girl. Now you're probably like, what the fuck? Just type in Goku Midnight Eye Motorcycle Girl, and you'll see what the hell I'm talking about. But this manga, which is a space opera action adventure, was published by Shuisha back in the 70s, 1978 to 1984 with 18 volumes, and that was made into a bunch of movies and then several one-shot mangas, and it keeps coming back because this character is so famous, so popular. I mean, the French love this guy. Trying to make a live-action movie, and if they do make a live-action movie, I will totally fucking buy it. I'll add it to my Hentai Common, my Yatterman, and the uh, Devilman live-actions, because this might be really cool. Seems like it, but... So, you're probably wondering, what is this manga I'm talking about? But this manga is... It, Luigi Terasawa decided... I want to make something different. I want something unique. So I'm going to borrow a little bit from Philip K. Dick and some other sci-fi classics, a little bit of Lupin and some Gogo 13, and let's create something completely crazy. So, if you were from the last episode, I spun the wheel of manga and dictated on TV that I'd be reviewing that one, that only, Cobra. So, for those of you who don't know who fucking Cobra is, I mean, he's pretty fucking iconic. He is pretty much, if Lupin the Third and Gogo 13 had a kid, and Han Solo and Hawlock had a kid, and then these two children met and fucked. Cobra would be the result of this. He's one part Lupin the Third, one part Gogo 13, Han Solo, James Bond, a little bit of Quaid from Total Recall, and he is this amazing space adventurer who's charismatic, has a devil-may-care attitude, he's lecherous, he's wisecracking badass, and he's the man. Now, some of you are probably wondering, what do I mean? Cobra is one of these characters that's insanely iconic. If you see his picture, you'll identify him saying, hey, I've seen that picture before, because it's a character design which is unique just to Cobra. I mean, I've never really seen him duplicated the way that he's done. I mean, he's almost the mirror universe Gogo 13, because Gogo 13 is notorious for, you can't see his his emotions at all. He has that one stock image for his face always. Meanwhile, Cobra is smiling, he's grinning, he's got blonde hair, He's got that cigar in his mouth half the time, and more notably than that, is he only has one arm. Now, probably wait a minute, he only has one arm, then how the hell does he fight? Because his left arm is a gun. The Psycho Gun. An amazing instrument which is connected to his brain that will shoot anything possible. If, if he's not in his line of sight, he still could hit it, because his brain power is that powerful, it shoots out the gun. But he has a fake arm to case over this, and this is kind of important, because this manga starts kind of weird, because it starts off not with Cobra, but with a man named Johnson. And Johnson is a guy who works a dead-end job on a random planet, and he's been doing this for three years, and he's got his manservant, a robot named Ben, who has faulty memory and says random things 
depending on what the interaction is. Like, instead of being like some robots that are perfectly articulate, there are robots that say query, insert this, that, or subject for this, that. He moves things around, forgets to put pronouns in, and he sounds kind of random. But it's what Johnson can afford, especially with his very boring job in his life, which is very just ordinary. And Johnson's tired of this. He wants to do something unique with his life. He wants to have that amazing and great experience that all of us want to do. We all want to escape our lives and do something better. It's that grass is greener on the other side. And he decides, I'm going to go on vacation. So he waits for his paycheck. He gets his paycheck. And when he looks at it, he's supposed to get a lot of money in this paycheck. He gets like five bucks. They took out everything for taxes and for medical fees and for something he messed up on. And he's kind of distraught about this. So he's sitting there wondering, how am I going to get a vacation or fix things up if i got no money? And Ben says, why not go TM Corporation for vacation? Now, you're probably wondering, what is TM Corporation? Well, the TM Corporation, or the Trip Movie Corporation, is a company that says, why go on a huge, expensive vacation when you could take one in your mind? What they specialize in is making your fantasies come true by implanting your specific dream into your head as a vacation. Now, this doesn't sound oddly familiar. man who's bored with his life goes to a corporation and they implant memories into his mind and something weird happens? No, not at all. This is not at all like we can remember it for you wholesale. I mean, you can see he ripped it off, but it is what it is. It's still pretty badass. So, as you can guess... Quaid, I mean Johnson, goes to the Trip Movie Corporation. When he goes there, he sees this hot girl, and he's like, So what do you want today, Mr. Johnson? Well, I want to have a harem, and I want to be just rich beyond my wildest dreams, like a king, and just have a good life. She's like, okay, so here's your, you want to be a king, you want to be suave, and you want to have lots of women? I got the perfect one for you. And so she inputs it into the computer, he sits down in the chair, and vroom, suddenly a bunch of memories and weird things happen where he's an adventurer named Cobra who has the powerful psycho gun and he's a member of the space pirate guild and he's amazing at what he does. He's articulate and suave and has lots of women and him and his assistant lady go travel across the universe in their ship the Tortuga doing bad and just being amazing. At the end he remembers that there's this evil space pirate who's after him and he wakes up and he's like Ugh. and the attendant's like oh so how was your vacation was it good? And he's like yeah it was amazing I loved being Cobra it was awesome and she's like Cobra? What are you talking about? He's like yeah I was a space pirate and it was awesome and I just loved being that manly and that masculine that just empowered and she's like um yeah, that doesn't sound right. I thought they put you in for the king of the harem planet. That's a little unusual. But Johnson doesn't care. He walks out. He's kind of psyched. He's really happy. He's walking out the street. He had such a great time. And he bumps into this weird-haired guy. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, whoa, you look like that pirate lord. And he says the pirate lord's name. And he guy gives him a weird look he starts walking away and he's like that was weird it's like almost like what i was dreaming about about 10 minutes later he's driving home his car gets swung against the wall and it's that guy he's like how do you know my name who do you work for do you work for the guild are you against the guild who are you and he's like uh, uh i don't know i just i, I saw something about C cobra and he's like cobra you know where cobra is what do you mean cobra's dead he's been a dead man and as this guy's interrogating Johnson, Johnson's kind of freaking out because he doesn't know what this, this guy is going to kill him. And it turns out he actually is that pirate that he was dreaming about. 
And as he is being harassed, he notices that his left hand is kind of unconsciously swinging towards this guy who's berating him and going to kill him. And suddenly, a bolt of light comes out of his hand, blows up his hand, and kills the guy. And then he sees. His hand was a fake hand, because underneath that hand and arm is the psycho gun. And he's like, oh my god, what the? I thought it was a dream. I must still be in the fantasy. And he's trying to rationalize it. So he runs home, almost verbatim for Total Recall, runs home, except his robot manservant isn't going to attack him. Walks to his home, he's like, what's going on? I don't understand, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And he asks Ben, Ben, how long have I been here for? He's like, three years, master. It's like, because he can't remember past three years for some reason. He just remembers the three years he's been working, nothing before that. And he's kind of confused. He walks to his bedroom, and he's, he unconsciously walks in his closet and hits a bunch of buttons, and a secret compartment opens up. And in this compartment is a fake arm and a pistol. And suddenly he remembers. He remembers who he is. And as he's remembering, a bunch of people from this pirate guild break into the house. He flips around, and he tries to fight these guys, and they end up shooting Ben. Oh, God! They killed Ben! And he's worried, and he's like, saying, Oh, what are you going to do now? There's nothing you can do. And then he realizes that Ben isn't Ben. In reality, Ben is a fake suit that's being piloted by... Lady! His robot assistant, who's a sexy female robot with a huge, well, let's just say, uh, Lady Armoroid is kinda, she's sexy. And she's the more serious of this pirate duo, and she's just pretty badass. She can't be hurt because she's completely armored, and they end up running off into the sunset to have their adventures. And from this point, it goes completely away from the whole total recall. We can remember your wholesale. We're trying to remember his identity. He just he now remembers what happened. He was being a pirate, just taking names, being amazing, and then he realized I don't want to do this anymore. I want to have to be running for my life all the time. So he changed his face. He wiped his memory, and he became Johnson. And it's kind of funny that you had that whole grass is green on the other side because when he was Cobra, he wanted to be Johnson, and when he's Johnson, he wanted to be Cobra. And now he's appreciated that he is Cobra and he's badass. And from here, we end up getting into this very interesting plot about this girl named Jane, who's kind of that femme fatale, who's really hot, shows up, and she wants Cobra to help her find another girl, her sister Catherine. And the reason why is that they are the children of this great Captain Nielsen, who had a very nefarious device that he found, and he hid it somewhere. It's in this great treasure. It's the ultimate weapon they hid. And the only way that they could find it is that there is a map that is drawn in the three tattoos of his three daughters. And obviously Jane and Catherine have a tattoo on their back. And when you take a picture of them and you do mumbly jumbly, you'll be able to tell where it is and then everyone's trying to find it. Now, any space opera needs a villain. I mean, Luke Skywalker had Darth Vader. The Yamato had the Gamelons. You need someone who's going to be that just nefarious, that evil. So Cobra has this villain named Crystal Bowie, or as the American version, Crystal Boy. And Crystal Boy is just a complete and utter douchebag who is like a robot that's made out of crystal, obviously because it's crystal, and no laser can hurt him. It'll just go right through him or it'll fragment, and he's almost indestructible. And he's got one arm, which is a claw. So he's kind of like an evil mirror, mirror version of Cobra. And how could Cobra defeat him without his psycho gun? And it becomes a huge battle of wits over who can defeat other one. Well, who is going to get this ultimate weapon? And then we throw in a bunch of other characters, including the Snow Gorillas, a branch of the Pirate Guild 
that is run by female pirates. And that story arc is cool because you have Cobra showing his kind of, I'm a goofy, I'm not good at anything because they give him a gun and he tries to shoot it and it looks like he misses every single one. They say, oh, you're such a terrible shot. How are you an assassin? Ha ha ha. And they take him away and then they notice that all of the targets that were displayed, their bottoms have been shot off perfectly in one shot. So he is as good as he says he is. And everyone is trying to get a piece of Cobra, either for the bounty, which the Space Pirate Guild put on his head, or because they want just how him because he's that fucking awesome. Now, there's a lot of intriguing designs in this. Like, I love the way that uh, Armoroid Lady, or Lady, is designed. She has this cyborg warrior um, Mad Max look to her that just looks really cool and she's not a combatant I mean she can kick ass but she's more the support and she flies the Tortuga which is Cobra's personal ship which that's one thing I'm really surprised at. it's very simple it's not ornate or different it doesn't look like the Millennium Falcon or like the Serenity it looks like a box it's not formal at all it is just very simple and it's just designed for what it is, which is it's an armored base that won't take any damage. Some of the things inside are pretty intricately designed. Like, for example, you have Cobra's computer, which he uses to decode the secret of the map from the tattoos. And his computer is a piano. You heard me. It's a piano. It's got piano keys, and they play as a song, and it actually will do computer stuff. It's pretty inventive for the time period and something which you never think of now. I mean, people think, oh, what about that typewriter computer we see or that weird touchscreen? No, he went with, I'm going to go with the piano. And that design, it's something which is just so whimsical and so different, I have to give it props for it. The women are all designed beautifully. A lot of the aliens, like there's one alien who is kind of a plant creature. He looks a little bit like Darth Malice from Knights of the Old Republic, but more bug-like. And the design is, it's a plant monster alien which has no mouth, so I kind of like the way it looks. Crystal Boy looks iconic and evil, and later on you have an evil genie monster, who is an alien that's a genie, don't ask. All these aspects of the story create this universe which is unique to Cobra, and it just, it's partially serious and partially funny, but it works. It's something which is compelling and makes you want to read more, you want to explore more of this universe. You want to learn more about the Space Pirate Guild and about some of the other things that could happen to TM Corporation and these other stories going on, like the Space Gorillas. You want to see where all this goes. And I have to say, the design is antiquated, but it works. It's just something which I really enjoyed it. The story is equally awesome and equally just, you can't buy it. It's like, there's no way in hell this could happen, but you just go with the ride. You just enjoy how it goes. Now, if there's something I had to complain about, though, it was that it's very difficult to find. It was released by Viz Media a long time ago. So if you want the legit English copies, you got to hunt for it. And I have one copy, and I'm not giving it up, but I literally had to wheel and deal to get this thing. You're going to have to search for it in other avenues. We're getting the actual films released over here by Discotech, so that is pretty cool and the movies are bad but they're that good bad it's like they're so bad they go around to being good the new animations which came out 2008-2009 the Psycho Gun Time Drive and the Mukunin no Yoshi are all 
fun shows that are just there. What I think that we need in this current climate of everything is Moe. No, we need Cobra. We need Gogo 13. We need this man fiction to just be awesome, to bring back that manliness, that sci-fi space opera content that we need. It is just such an intriguing story and surprisingly this Shonen series, and it was released in Shonen Jump back in the 60s, it's something which I think a lot of kids should read. Well, I mean, it is a little perverted, I'm not going to lie. You don't see a lot of nakedness, you do see a lot of butts, but that's also Buchi Terasawa's thing. He likes butts, so you see a lot of butts and a lot of shapely bodies, but doesn't go too far, and you see just Cobra being Cobra. In the end, this is a manga which I just have to say, if you want to look for it, and you, this sounds interesting to you, definitely go for it. It's something that I think you'll enjoy. For those of you who are into more surreal plots, you'll love it. If you want an intriguing art style, you'll love it. If you're into typical romance harem series or you're into moe, this is not for you. A lot of the characters are not very pretty. They all are distinct, which I like. They all have their own unique look to them, except for, of course, Catherine and Jane and their other sister, because they're triplets. Yeah, I know, it, it's a cop-out, but it is what it is. It's typically a space noir space opera, you know. You just go with it. But it's a series which I'm pretty sure you'll like. So if you want to have a chance, check it out. And for one other interesting fact, a lot of people enjoy this series because they like cosplaying as Cobra or as Lady Armoroid or as even Crystal Bowie. So something very interesting, if you go to our website, www.sparkin.com, we have a picture of that one, that only, Ed Chavez of Vertical Ink cosplaying as Cobra, so you definitely have to check that out. www.spirekin.com S-P-R-A-K-N So, now for my rating. I mean, you know what I'm going to give this. I mean, because it's one of those things which is my niche. It is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze your eyes open your soul before if it's the great soul Magustar. It is that fucking badass. It's cool. It's different. It's something which just... I mean, yeah, it's reminiscent of Total Recall, but that's because... It was inspired by the original story, not the one with Arnold. So it starts all like that, but it builds up its own steam and creates this interesting sci-fi universe. If you like sci-fi, if you like adventures, if you like hooker pirates, you will love this. I guarantee it, and you totally should check it. Eventually, we're going to put the movie on the movie review, and we will tell you how awesome or how bad the movie is. Because it is that bad that is so good. Now, I do warn you, though, it is a little bit... Tough to get a hold of, like I said. If you can find it, good. If you have to go to Open Waters, well, Jolly Rogers Ahoy, and just check it out. Now remember, you can check out any of our episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com. I'm at zansparkin.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Xbox Live, and we're on several other avenues of internet social media groups. You can check it out on our website in the show notes. And you can also leave a comment on iTunes, if you want, or better yet, go to our Amazon store, amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash sparking, and buy some of the old mangas we reviewed or old movies so we can help fund this podcast. I know we keep saying we're going to do a Spreadshirt page, but just the designs of the shirts are not working out. Eventually, we will have one that looks amazing that we will sell on Spreadshirt, and then you could buy shirts, or we'll wear shirts at different kinds, and we'll give them away. But, like I said, that's going to be in the future. 
If you have a shirt design for us, email us, and we'll send you a free copy of the shirt, and we'll also send you a manga of your choice from our list of stuff we're selling. Zansparker.com or LethalSparker.com, RazorSparker.com, or just SparkerGmail.com for information on that. Now, I think it's that part you've all been waiting for when I talk about talking about that one. That only the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What we've done is we've picked ten random mangas, and we've assigned it to the Wheel. And we're going to spin that Wheel, and we'll know where our number lands, unless we're reviewing the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review, episode 182. We've got some really good stuff coming out. We've got some really fucked up stuff coming out. So let's spin until we're reviewing the next episode. Number eight. So, in the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing a manga which has become really popular and came out last year. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Watashi go motenai no waido kange netemo omaware ga waru or watemote. Or, no matter how I look at it, it's your guys' fault, I'm not popular. Which is a four coma series which has become really popular by Yen Press. I've heard really good things about it. I've heard the anime is really funny, but I'm going to check it out and tell you what you guys think in the next episode. So... I guess that's it. Um, I had a lot of fun with this one. Can't wait for the next one, and hope you guys are doing good. Check out our other podcasts, the movie review, manga review, game review, and book review. Uh, we have a couple weeks until the next book review is due, and that's for February, so you have a choice between Red Velvet and Absinthe or that one, that only, Art of Racing in the Rain. So pick one, read it, email us with your review, and hey, hope you guys enjoy. Remember, this is Spark of Monarchy. I'm your host, Zahn, and I am Gonesville. Catch you next time. Sky is the high